Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. Welcome back to Big Sunday. Jay Bankley, Grant Nicholson producing the operation. Our phone number, 913-586-7610. Same as like a tow service text line, 913-586-7610. We'll go out to Kauffman Stadium live here. At about 10.15, and talk to our Royals insider, Josh Vernier. You can hear uh, Vern's uh, on-deck show coming up at noon. And by the way, it's 6.10 day at the K tomorrow. The big hot dog race between 6.10 guys and Pete Sweeney, which he's a 6.10 guy too. Friday night, Nick Schwartz came through in the hot dog suit against, he was ketchup, was mustard, and Pete Sweeney was relish. Did you see the T-shirts they had on? They had the, are... the ketchup, the mustard, and relish T-shirt. I mean, that was like their team. That's who they were going, you know? What do, what do you make of, of Pete's head start? There's a lot of controversy. A lot of controversy surrounding it. But karma happened. He didn't win. I that's true. They've got unique races. You know, Milwaukee, do you like the sausage race? Yeah. Who was that player that played for the, the Pirates that once tripped the sausage? Like he stuck his bat out and tripped the sausage? The Nationals have the presidents. The, the presidents are cool, isn't it? The Teddy, Teddy Roosevelt in for wins, though, right? Like he's in the lead and comes back. I think that's true. I think like he's always like in the lead and doesn't win. I have no idea. Yeah. But he tripped the sausage. It was Randall Simon, what's that? Tripping the sausage. It's going to drive me nuts. Tripping the sausage in Milwaukee. Uh, who the hell does that? I, be, be, be careful when you Google that. Tripping the sausage in Milwaukee. Oh, yeah. There's a million things. I could get fired for something like this. <laughs> During the sausage race, it was Simon, uh, Randall Simon, um, July 9, 2003, while playing for the Pittsburgh Pirates uh, during the uh, Brewer sausage race, in which four contestants wearing sausage costumes had a foot race. Simon leaned over the dugout railing and hit college student Mandy Block in the Italian sausage costume with the bat. See, that's not cool, man. <laughs> she was, he, he went right up to the Italian sausage. He hit, it was a, a girl? I he guess. He hit a girl with a bat to was, stop her it, from it winning the sausage man. race? It was some controversy. I mean, he thought he was being cute, but it wasn't. Was she injured? She fell into the path of another racer. Um, so some sausage carnage. It sounds like. His bat struck only the top-padded part of the costume well above her head position, causing her to lose her balance. Block suffered only a scraped knee. Simon was questioned by police. So he was questioned by police. That went straight to an actual player with the police department about what he did to this Italian sausage. She only scraped a knee. Simon was questioned by police and later fined $432. That's not much for tripping a sausage. $432 for disorderly conduct. MLB suspended him for three games and fined him two grand. 
He issued an apology to Block and sent her a bat autographed. I'm sure she loved that, right? Like, she falls in an Italian sausage contest, and a Major League player sends her an autographed bat that was used to knock her sausage costume down. I'm sure she really loved and appreciated the bat. How about write her a check for like 10 grand? But then you could sell the bat. You sell the bat. eBay was around in 2003. I want the bat to trip me, though. Yeah. Would you want the bat that tripped you and like put it on your wall saying this is what Randall Simon hit me with when I wore an Italian sausage costume? I, I love the insistence that it's Italian sausage, not just. But that's hot what dog. it was, though. It was the Italian sausage. I don't know what other sausages they have, but yeah, we can we Google that for me while I play some Mike Matheny. What sausages are represented sure. in the Milwaukee sausage? That is my job. That is my job. Yeah, and I'll get to Mike Matheny right here in a second. Mike Matheny joined us. Uh, this week when uh, Dusty and I were in for Fesco in the morning. And one of the things I asked him was about leadership. Because, you know, I think it's very important in sports with the whole leadership. And we talk about Robert Quinn, or I do, about Robert Quinn being a chief because he brings that leadership quality. But you either have it or you don't. It's one of the things you can't teach. You're either a leader or you're a follower. And it's really cut and dry. There's no gray area. It's what you are. Mike Moustakis is one of those guys, I think, waiting to be good. Like, he was waiting to be good, and then he was the leader there in Houston. You're like, whoa, where'd this come from? Because you got to perform. you got to perform for guys to kind of respect you. Here's what happened when I asked Mike Matheny about leadership, and he wishes the Royals would have more vocal leadership. I thought this was interesting, Grant, because you don't hear this stuff much from a manager talking about how he wants that leadership. Yeah, that, that's, a, that's a great question. I don't have a, a, a great answer to because – uh, we've seen a lot of different uh, avenues how that happens, and sometimes it's uh, it's from some of the least expected people, and uh, it's it's just truth that needs to be heard. And obviously, uh, you have a voice of, of somebody that just carries all the weight and comes to mind. Obviously, is Salvi, and Salvi does such a great job. One, um, he has earned the respect. He has won. He has uh, all the accolades, and uh, he has a unbelievable desire to see the game played right and to win and that creates uh, an, an automatic platform for a voice but sometimes uh, as you mentioned uh, when's the right time for that young player and uh, I, I think it's uh, anytime you see something and uh, we've encouraged our guys even some of the young ones hey you see something you say it man because you you've already earned respect even beyond your years of experience and we're probably even kind of pushing it a little more because we have so few vocal guys. This is a very non-vocal team. There's, there's guys that they just don't feel comfortable uh, for whatever reason. And uh, nature nurture, there's, there's a great conversation there. Uh, we're trying to always push these guys outside their comfort zone. We're trying to have more meetings that are player-led, that these guys – take take ownership and with that ownership comes some accountability too and so uh the more of those voices that we get um especially the ones that are just truly sold out what's best for this team this isn't about me and, and that's the that's probably the differentiator um because the guys sniff this stuff out when you play 162 games in 180 days you're not fooling anybody uh, your your motives and your intents are going to be real obvious by how you go about your business and we've got a number of guys in here that go about it really well and should have a better voice and part of that is just uh, equipping them but also um, pushing them a little bit uh, to use their voice a little bit more in that clubhouse she said it right there there's guys in here that probably should have a bigger voice and i'll be honest with you and ben attendee gets traded which i think he will or wit Bobby Wood Jr., you know, they're rookies. He's being careful, you know, about what he says. 
because he's not taking any endorsements. A lot like Pat Mahomes' first year. Didn't take endorsements, that kind of thing. MJ Melinda, that's the future voices of the Royals. And they're rookies. They probably, you know, don't feel comfortable using that voice yet. But it's theirs. Like all offseason, you know, like Camp Pat. Going, that's leadership. Going down there, bringing the receivers in and, and doing things with them. He'll get there. I, I see it like from Bobby Witt. You can just tell when someone's a leader or not. I think it's him. I think that's the future voices of the Royals. But they need to start this process now. Did you find out anything more about sausages? I found out a ton right. about the, the famous racing sausages. Oh, by the way, I, would, I do want to mention this. The lady that was tripped stated in a 2021 interview that she found the incident hilarious. Um, so, um, what did she do with the bat? Did and she, she was the uncomfortable bat? with the whole criminalization of Simon. Yeah, I mean, I would too. I'm out there racing sausages. It says right here, Block received a complimentary trip for two persons to crack, or Curacao, Simon's home island from the Chicago or the Curacao Tourism Board. She traveled there with her mother in 2004. Sounds awesome. So Curacao sent her this. It wasn't Simon doing it. It was her. Go ahead about the uh, sausage research. So there's five. Five sausages. There's five sausages. There's the brat. There's chorizo, there's a mm. hot dog, the Italian sausage, of course, and the Polish sausage. So the hot and dog is allowed to compete in this. The hot dog is allowed to compete in this, and they all have bios. It is tube meat, so I get it. They all have two-paragraph bios. Really? If you look up Milwaukee racing sausages. You want to know who's winning the sausage race so far this year the most? <sighs> you want to take a guess? I'm going to go with the chorizo. Whoa, you are so far off. Brat is winning with 10 wins. Italian sausage has eight, Polish sausage nine. Chorizo's in last place wow. with three. I always Chirizo's thought chorizo sausages would be faster. Uh, but what do I know? Obviously, I nothing. My mom always says I know nothing. Anyway, Josh Vernier, Royals insider, who always says I know nothing next. You're listening to Bink Sunday on your official broadcast partner of the Kansas City Chiefs, 610 Sports Radio. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. 
You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Welcome back to Big Sunday. Jay Binkley, Grant Nicholson. It's been an important show. We learned there's five sausages in the sausage race. This all, you know, is because of Pete and uh, Nick Schwartz and um, and uh, Cody running the hot dog race, which Nick Schwartz won. By the way, the Teddy Roosevelt thing, because in D.C. they do the president race. He went from 06 to 2012. Roosevelt lost 525 races before his first victory. So he has won. I stand corrected. Well, good for Teddy. Yeah. Good for Teddy to break the streak. And a guy that probably knows all about sausage races, literally, our Royals insider, Josh Vernier, joins us now. Vern, sausage races, I'm sure you saw a few. Yeah, and uh, I've had all five uh, because in that Brewers press box, uh, they have all five of those, um, you know, chorizo, Italian sausage, brat, hot dog, they got them all. Italian sausage, they're all there in the press box, so... Uh, Bink, you need to make your way up to Miller Park or whatever they're calling it now. What's your favorite sausage? Uh, of those five? Yeah. Um, or you just go outside the box. Give me a sausage you like better than those five. No, no, no. When I'm when I'm at Miller Park, I'm either getting a brat or a chorizo. See the chorizo. I I found out he was he's last this year in races. Like he's in last place in the sausage race. Really. That's what that's what Grant just uh, informed yeah. me of because he's doing research, very important research. Yeah, the extremely I don't know if research. I trust his numbers. Could be some fake news coming from Grant. <laughs> it's, what, it's what he said though. Now, now you were up there. It, do you remember the whole Randall Simon thing where oh, he yeah. tripped the Italian oh, yeah. sausage? That was a big controversy. He didn't trip him. He hit him with a bat. Yeah, hit the uh, hit the sausage with the bat. Yeah, he got uh, fined or suspended, I believe. Yeah, and I guess the police were looking at it. I mean, yeah. it was, oh, yeah. that was a serious sausage incident. That sure was. Oh, good stuff. Hey, they Ver- protect their sausages in Milwaukee. No, they do. I mean, that's that's what they're known for. That's what they yep. do. Yep. Uh, so the Royals, once again today, and I was looking at Dave Holtzman's stuff uh, of Bally's when he sends over just some incredible numbers. Yeah. Uh, how about this one? In the games following walk-off wins, Casey has lost yeah. both by the scores of 17-3 and 13-1. and Royals have lost 11 consecutive rubber games versus the Guardians. Mm. How about this? And I didn't realize I know this. all these stats. I, I know don't you do. Hear anymore I know this. you do, but the listeners don't know, Vern. So just okay, sit well, back for a second. Why you presented it to me? I don't care about these numbers. I know you know these. Bring me on to tell me how bad the team is. I know. I don't, listen, stop being cocky for a second. I'm telling the people because the people don't know some of this stuff. KC is yet to. Uh, another, they know, Binkley. They no. know the team's okay. 21 games below 500. Okay, you Vern. don't need to give them the deep dive on just okay. how bad the pitching's been. No, but they don't know the Royals only have one home win uh, winning series this year. Like, I didn't realize that. So listen to the pregame show. I've been telling you for days. Oh, I listen to your stuff. I'm just joking with you, buddy. Okay. Uh, but I have mentioned it for the past few days that uh, a win today in the Royals secure a home series victory for the first time in two and a half months. You know, Vern, I do have a life. I can't listen <laughs> no, to you every don't. show. No, you have the same life as me. You're right. obsessed with sports, watching mm. everything. All right, well, you don't have to make fun of me. I've, 
feelings, you know. I'm not making fun of you by saying you have the same life as me. I'm just saying we're both sports nerds. Yeah, we are that. I, I think even just nerds without the sports, too. Agreed. Agreed. Um, Mike Matheny, Royals manager, joined us, uh, Dusty and I, this week. We had a conversation with him on Fesco in the morning, and you played it. I did hear this. How about that? You well, of course, you hear something when I'm playing your voice. Yeah, I know. I know. <laughs> <laughs> I tuned in then. Oh, no, that was it? a really good interview. I, uh, you know, Mike Matheny, I, I think, does a very good job of always giving thoughtful answers. And that uh, most certainly was the case when he joined you guys this week. And the one thing about leadership, and I find it interesting because, you know, as a player that he was and, and a manager now, because I think it's an important thing in sports. I, mean, I, I don't think I put too much into it because I think uh, a lot can become from from leaders. And we saw real, it. Real I, quick, Bink, real quick with that. I think it's one of the most impressive things about Patrick Mahomes. Sure. The, the way he became the voice and the leader inside of that uh, locker room and uh, in that 50-touchdown season right out of the gate. And I think a lot of it has to do with growing up in professional clubhouses and understanding how to talk to other grown uh, professional men and uh, how to lead, how to respect, how to not step on toes. Talk to Josh Vernier, our Royals insider. Vern's on deck show at noon today as he will get you all filled in. I'll be listening to it, too, because he gave me a lot of crap there for a second. I'll listen to the whole thing. <laughs> I, I like your three strikes, though. I'm always like that, and you know that. You'll yeah. be a craft and draft, and yeah. it's perfect for you. It's a perfect setup. Yeah, having a good time out But there. you talk about Mahomes. You know, he's doing this camp pat down there where, you know, the Chiefs and Andy Reid – trusted him to do it mm-hmm. like he Andy Reid even said well they got their work in and I was like he like this is not something Andy Reid would normally do <laughs> trust him to be down there somewhere else during OTAs but that's besides the point but Bobby Witts kind of seems like this guy too mm-hmm. because he didn't do the endorsements this year that's a lot Mahomesian you right. know not doing the endorsements kind of stepping back not doing the interviews in whatsoever. And I can tell you this, Bink, uh, the, the the work that Bobby puts in. Now, I'm not around Patrick Mahomes, obviously, as much as I'm around Bobby Witt Jr. You're not? I've heard the, I've heard the stories uh, for, from you, from Pete Sweeney, from others. Uh, you know, Bobby's, Bobby's always putting in the extra work before games, uh, after games. Uh, much like Patrick Mahomes, not only does he want to be a great leader, but he wants to be... I'm one of the greatest players. And you got to do this stuff. You got to do this stuff. And I've seen it before with uh, Mike Moustakis, you know, that vocal leader in that Houston game. But he showed leadership once he started to be good. Do you agree with that or not? Like once he started to become a pro player and had the numbers and people weren't booing him and getting sent back to AAA, once he was a made man, so to speak, his voice became louder. Yeah, and I know somewhere it's probably been deleted, but one of my favorite quotes is from Jim Leland. I know you've you've heard it before when he, when he talks about leadership. He says, uh, yeah, uh, leadership is, is somewhat overrated. You want to know who's a leader? Miguel Cabrera is a leader because he's hitting 30 bombs and driving in 100 every single season. Uh, the issue with this team, with this Royals team, because I've – uh, you know, you, you, you hear from a lot of people that it, that it lacks leadership. And now there, there is truth to that to a certain extent. I, I think Matheny backed it up a little bit, didn't he? Well, he said it's a very quiet clubhouse. Yeah. And he it said is I wish they would talk clubhouse. more. That's what he said. Yeah, right. But who? Who can stand up and put a finger in anyone's face? Who can stand up and demand more from their teammates? Salvi, of course. Yeah, uh, but Salvi's banged up, and that kind of uh, limits or Grinky. Uh, but that's not him. No, that's not Granky. That's not Andrew Benatendi. Andrew Benatendi is as quiet as they come. 
Uh, that's not Michael A. Taylor as well. He's a lead by example guy. And Bobby, MJ, uh, Bink, you know this, man. Th those guys grew up in, in baseball families. MJ's dad was a coach, and Bobby's dad, of course, was a big leaguer. Uh, you know, whether it's football, it's basketball, it's baseball, when you're a rookie, you're seen, not heard. You, you don't start uh, calling out your teammates right out of the gate. Get some dirt in your spikes, and then you can take over that leadership position, which is why uh, my hope for spring training in 2023 when we get there is this clubhouse belongs to Bobby, MJ, and Vinny. Now, I don't really care who's the Haas, who's the Moose, who's the Gordo, but that's how I envision them. You were inside those clubhouses, Bing, throughout 13, 14, yeah. and 15. You remember Moose's intensity. Uh, you know, it, it's not as if he was giving some uh, emotional, passionate speech. Uh, Moose was just so intense, he demanded a certain energy, focus, and commitment from his teammates. Uh, Gordo just led by example. Uh, there, there was no way to cut corners with Alex Gordon in your clubhouse because uh, – you eventually would have to look in the mirror, and you knew uh, you weren't doing all that you could to ultimately help the team. And then Eric Hosmer was one of the, uh, you know, five, six, seven best clubhouse presences I've, I've ever been around. His ability to communicate with uh, everyone from, from all walks of life, from all areas of this earth. Uh, so, so Haas was the great communicator. Uh, Gordo led by example, and Moose's intensity uh, what was, uh, you know, what, what, what would stop you in your tracks and would, would force you to meet this Kansas City standard. So that's my hope for MJ, for Bobby, for Vinny, that, that, they, that they all find their role. Now, my, my issue is, and, uh, you know, as I get excited about the trade deadline, uh, Bing, I don't know if you would agree, but to me, I, I don't think that Eric Hosmer became the leader of that clubhouse and truly found his voice until James Shields left. Would you agree with that? I, I would totally agree with that. I think they kind of, I, I think that's why the Royals made the move uh, for James because they needed that. Uh, they wanted that vocal leadership. They mm -hmm. liked the team, the pieces that were there, and that's the one thing they thought they needed. Yeah, Alex Gordon's here, but he's the lead by example guy, which you right. need. You need those guys, mm -hmm. but not the vocal guy. And they needed James Shields, not only for the production on the field, but they made a Terrell Suggs like move the Chiefs did, where they brought in somebody that they the players have respect for. Because I always thought Terrell Suggs helped the Chiefs more off the field than on it. But I think that James was brought in for both reasons. I agree. Um, I agree wholeheartedly with with with, with the, the the Chiefs point. And and my point would be, you know, I, I think Bobby's a, a lead by example guy. I, I think Vinny's one that can communicate with everyone. I think MJ is a, um, a passionate, uh, high baseball IQ individual. I don't know if you really have a Mike Moustakis in this group just yet, but again, they're, they're still learning who they are at this level. Uh, it's always going to be Salvador Perez's clubhouse. He's always going to be the captain of this team. Um, and right now, it's, it's, it's Whit Merrifield, it's Salvador Perez. The, the, the clubhouse belongs to those two, and you know, I, I have a hope to, to watch Whit Merrifield thrive on the biggest stages. I'd love to see him in the postseason with a contending team in the second half of this season. Um, and, and if you're able to do that, if you do trade a Dozier, Benny, Merrifield, two of those three, uh, suddenly uh, there, there's, an, there's an opening for the, the vocal leader. Now, Nicky Lopez could serve as that. Nicky Lopez, I, I think, has a, 
Uh, tremendous voice. Unfortunately, he has an OPS under 600. So how many guys are really opening up their ears to, to listen to a guy that's hitting ninth, uh, that's hitting, again, an OPS below 600? But there will be an opening for that voice, whether it's Nicky, whether it's Vinny, uh, whether it's one of the young starting pitchers. Uh, we'll see. But I think that's going to be uh, my biggest question mark, my the thing I'm most excited about when I report to spring training next year. You know, it's, it's, tell me if you have any other examples than this, but, you know, I, I love leadership and all these things, but Jason Hayward was having a bad year, rough mm-hmm. year, but with the Cubs and the rain delay, he was the guy that fired him up. That, that, to me, was the most unlikely guy because he wasn't performing on the field, but yet had it. And I can't think of a lot of examples where somebody was having a down year, yet everybody listened to him because that, that was a key moment for the Cubs. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, maybe, you know, uh, the the Raul Labanya speech back in 2014. I could uh, buy that. Right, right, right after the All-Star break when he kind of stood up in the clubhouse and told everyone, hey, you guys are good. You know, get out there and start taking it to the opposition. Uh, you know, Abanez had to tell Haas and Moose and Ventura and Duffy, uh, you're a lot better than you think you are. You, you guys can compete for a title. So uh, th- I think that's that's what jumps into my mind. Vern, uh, the trade deadline um, heating up here. J.J. Um, Piccolo, Royals general manager, was on with Cody and Gold. And it, it talked about this and the, the fact the draft, you know, is there at the all-star break. Is that a hindrance for teams that they can't get the draft over the way in June and then concentrate on a trade deadline? Because it seems counterproductive to me with Major League Baseball to have teams worrying about both at the same time. Yeah, yeah. Uh, listen, you know, what do I know? You know, I got to take J.J. at his word. You know, they're, they're, they're so focused on the draft that, that, yeah, maybe the trade deadline takes a slight backseat. Uh, but this is a billion-dollar industry, right? Uh, you, got everyone's playing under these same set of rules so you know there, there's there's no excuse you, you got to do well uh, when it comes to the draft and you got to win when it comes to uh, the trade deadline you know we, we can make excuses and I'm sure that they would uh, prefer the June draft for all the reasons that JJ gave not just the attention that they can pay to it uh, you know with, with how close it is to the trade deadline but also uh, the amount of downtime uh, that these college and high school players uh, have before the draft. Uh, they, they, you know, they, they want them playing all the way up until the draft, and then you join our organization, and we can decide whether or not you keep playing baseball. So, uh, yeah, yeah, it, it's not ideal for the front office, uh, but you know, speaking for Royals fans, I don't really care. Uh, draft well. Acquire more talent in the trade deadline. I see John Heyman, our Odyssey Sports Insider, reporting earlier today that the Yankees and Royals have recently held talks around a trade that would send mm. Benny to the Bronx. Um, man, he would put up some numbers. I mean, yeah. everyone would put up numbers in that ballpark. And they do have pieces. Yeah. Um, listen, you know, Dayton Moore, J.J. Piccolo, they've always done a great job of uh, under-promising and over-delivering, for the most part, in their tenure here in Kansas City. So I understand, J.J., pointing out the, uh, the, the hindrances of the draft being during the All-Star break. I, I personally think it's cool. Uh, keep baseball uh, top of mind uh, during those four or five days when it's just the home run derby, the Futures game, and the All-Star break. Let, let's Let's – Steal a page out of the NFL's book and just just keep flooding the market with uh, baseball stories. But I, but I, I I fully expect the Royals to have a um, 
hopefully a quality draft, but I fully expect them to have a uh, quality trade deadline. Do you think it heats up around the All-Star break or a little bit afterwards? I mean, I- Well, yeah, you, you listen to what J.J. told uh, Cody and Gold, and, and I would think um, – when the second half starts, right after the sure. trade deadline, that's when it's all going to start popping off. So right around, uh, what, the 20th? Yeah. Th- those final two weeks leading up to the August, what, second trade deadline? And the last thing for you, Vern, is I know you got to go talk to Matheny here in a minute, but Foster Griffin recalled from Omaha. Jonathan Heasley placed on the 15-day uh, IL. You could tell things weren't normal with him. That velocity was down. I like Heasley. <clears throat> yeah. And I, I, I think he's great. Um, I just like the attitude, the demeanor, everything he's got. But he clearly is not right. I mean, he clearly wasn't right uh, yesterday. Yeah, no question. So he hits uh, the IL. Uh, Foster Griffin up. And it's my opinion that Foster Griffin is here today to serve as an extra arm out of the bullpen. I don't believe he is long for the Royals roster. Uh, Carlos Hernandez was scheduled to start yesterday in Omaha. Uh, The Storm Chasers ended up putting Josh Dye on the hill so I would expect Carlos Hernandez to rejoin this Royals pitching staff sometime soon we're going to see Daniel Lynch coming up tomorrow in the double header against the Detroit Tigers so uh, Lynch making his way back I think Hernandez is going to make his way back so we're going to have the the young starters that we started the season with are all going to be back in this big league roster Jonathan Heasley uh, just dealing with some dead arm I'm not overly concerned about it Uh, he'll be back after the all-star break now in what role um, we'll see. To me, Jackson Coar is a one-inning reliever. I'll be interested to see how they handle Carlos Hernandez, who I think could be dominant out of the bullpen. Uh, but personally, Bink, I'm not ready to wave the white flag on Carlos Hernandez as a starting pitcher just yet. I know he's struggled down in Omaha this season, but a five-pitch mix, a big, burly right-hander, uh, I'm not giving up on that just yet. Great stuff. Go see Vern at Craft and Draft. You're heading out to the K. Uh, he's not hiding. He's right there. You can go ahead and see him. Have yourself a nice cold beer, which today would be absolutely perfect for a nice cold beer, if you know what I'm talking about, which you do, which you do. You're Kansas yes, City. Yes, I do. You're Shout out that. Spike and St. Joe. He's bought me yeah. a couple cold ones. Out Is that there. right? Yeah, a little yeah. Spike and St. Joe. I just like yeah. that whole – the Chiefs will be up there. One one weekend offer, and the weekend after that, they start. So, Man. let's go. Let's it's go. crazy. It's here. Knocking it's here. on the door. I won't be seeing you much longer, will I? You don't see me much anyway. That's true. Uh, but anyway, take care, Vern. I'll be listening to your show, your whole show. Uh, we'll be checking it out today starting at noon. Sorry for being cocky earlier. Yeah, you really were, man. You were kind of being a jerk. <laughs> you were. Completely. T- Bye, Vern. Bye. God, man. Like, I could do without Vern in my life sometimes. Don't. Come on. <laughs> Nah, I'm kidding, man. He's just trying to trying to gas himself uh, up. Everybody loves Vern. I, I love it. We, we, I have a good dialogue. You with should Vern. listen to his pregame show a little more. No, I, I do. I usually well, do. Here's the thing. I don't know. You know. Here's the thing. Here's a true story. I listen to all Vern's postgame shows because I think it's good to kind of see where the fans are and stuff and the way they're thinking about things and the way they're thinking about the team. Like, even if I miss it, I'll go back, like, on the podcast page and listen to Vern's postgame because I, I love his opening monologue, his thoughts on the game, and Anyway, I'm not, I'm not going to blow too much smoke him because he's probably <laughs> listening to all this and taking notes, which, come on now. But anyway, I like what he does. Coming up next, though, you talk about that trade deadline and things. J.J. Piccolo was on with Cody and Gold. Talk about the trade deadline next. You're listening to Bink Sunday on your official broadcast partner of the Kansas City Chiefs, 610 Sports Radio. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. 
LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. And welcome back to Big Sunday. Jay Binkley, Grant Nicholson. Trade deadline coming up uh, August 2nd in Major League Baseball. Of course, it's been pushed back a little bit because the season was pushed back to start with as they'll be cramming in the games at the end of the year to make sure that they have all the uh, the games in. J.J. Piccolo was asked about his style, aggressive or non-aggressive. What's his style as GM when it comes to the trade deadline? I tend to be a little bit more, along with uh, other people in our office, a little bit more aggressive. We like to keep in communication with other teams. It's just good to know the landscape of where, where what teams are thinking, where they want to go, uh, and for them to know what we're thinking. So uh, we try to keep an open dialogue with several teams, and clearly some teams are buyers and some teams are, are sellers, but um, that communication is really important and you know, we've laid that groundwork the last couple of weeks, so we'll continue to have those conversations with the clubs we feel like we best suit up with. And, yes, the draft is coming up. Uh, teams, I mean, everybody focuses on the draft. I mean, they, they use everybody with these teams because there's so many guys. I mean, the whole world is, you know, essentially your template. And you're looking at JUCO players, college players, high school players, looking at everything when it comes to the draft. I mean, look at the NFL. you got like 256 guys to select, and most of them go to the combine. There's just not as much work in. And, of course, baseball is a little bit different because it's going to take years for you guys to see these guys. When in NFL, you draft a player, you're expecting them to help you now. When does J.J. think things will heat up? Well, what's different now uh, is that the draft is right in the middle of July. You know, so really a lot of our attention, you know, shifts towards the draft. And then I think once the draft's over, the, the trade deadline becomes a little bit more of a sprint. Uh, now, it doesn't mean we're not going to be having discussions and doing different things to, that prepare us for that time. Uh, but with the, with the draft in the middle of, middle of it all, I think it changes for everybody. So I've had several GMs with other clubs just flat out tell me they want to get through the draft, and then they'll see what happens after the draft and see where their club is. I've had others that are just a little more aggressive right now. So it's just, um, you know, it's just different having the draft in the middle of July than it was in previous years. Does that mean you like it or don't like it? Would you have preferred that it was earlier? Uh, well, I, I have other reasons uh, to prefer the draft to be in June, and that's mainly because there's a big gap between the college season and the high school seasons and the draft, and we want our players out of the draft to go out and play in the summer. Now you have this eight-week period that maybe they're inactive, and it's harder to, to get them active and prepared to play uh, for a rookie ball season. So I, I certainly prefer the early June draft when you as get... opposed to mid-July. Yeah. Although I'll say this, it is fun how they do it now. 
You know, they do it on Sunday night now, and they show the first uh, round live, and everything is stopped there on baseball. That was always my thing, Grant. Listen, Major League Baseball draft was never going to be like any other draft, especially the NFL. You saw these guys playing college, and you debate for months where they're going to go in the draft, right? The NFL draft's a big deal. Like, it takes over my life, to be quite honest with you, for a couple of months. Oh, it's mock draft season. Everybody's doing mock drafts. The NBA, a lot of time, unless it's an international player, you've seen these players play. But the Major League Draft, the reason I always liked it, and they used to do things, you know, from out there at MLB Network. Mike Trout, you know, was they'd invite certain players to be there when they were drafted. I never forget, you know, he was drafted. He fell in the draft, which is insane, but he did. And he's got, uh, what, three MVPs, finished second four times, but he fell in the draft. Because you don't know about these players. I use it as a learning experience. Like, you look at these guys, what they're doing in high school, like you see the video and you have them, like Jen Mayo and these guys talking about these these players, or Jonathan Mayo talking about these players, and you learn it. Like, you learn a learning experience. But I know from the years going out and covering the Royals, you know, in the press box, when the draft happens, there'd be a game going on a lot of times. And they, you know, in Dayton Moore would go talk in the middle of the fifth inning, something like that. And so the media has their attention on that instead of the game. And the priority should be the game. Major League Baseball should understand the game. And then... Let, let all the beat writers write stories about the draft, which during the All-Star break, that's when you get the articles on the draft, and they get more attention to the players coming to the organization rather than having the draft and having all these major league teams playing when their beat writers are concentrating on both. Make it a big deal. I mean, I agree. Have you done an MLB mock draft yet? No. What? Of course not. Vern hadn't done one either, and I'm kind of disappointed. Have you done one? No. Why would you ask me if I've done one? Because I did plenty of football one? ones. And so you don't have to do a baseball one at all? I'm not doing a You're baseball one. You're just going to let the listeners not have a mock draft I to did go football off of. mocks. Okay. My ass was turning those things out. I, just how, how are the listeners supposed to know who the, the Royals are interested in, who they're going to draft, what do they need? At Josh Vernier on Twitter. It's all up to Josh. You couldn't help out and give one? Right. Vern's our Royals insider. He can do mock drafts. Okay. I, I, I sent this one out. I sent this one out. But J.J. had more to say, too, including the calling up of, of, of uh, Vinny Pascantino and how he thinks that'll help the Royals in the long run. We'll talk about that next. You're listening to Bink Sunday on your official broadcast partner of the Kansas City Chiefs, 610 Sports Radio. Welcome back to Big Sunday, Jay Binkley, Grant Nicholson. Coming up in just a little bit. Um, 11, talk about uh, something that just makes way too much sense for the Kansas City Chiefs. But one other thing J.J. Piccolo said was the calling up of Vinny. Everybody's starting to get called up now, right? We're waiting on Nick Prado. He hit a 16th, by the way, uh, yesterday uh, for the Omaha Storm Chasers. He'll be up here at some point, maybe as soon as guys are traded away. You start seeing the whole gang be together, which I think is great. You know, let them play the rest of the season, acclimate them. Don't forget, I think September baseball now is a better indicator of a player's ability than it has been in the past. Because anybody in your 40-man roster, the way it was, could be called up. So you could be facing AAA pitching, AAA talent uh, with various teams. Now you can only go up to 28 and go 26 up to 28 players. That's it. So you're getting a more, I think, a true visual on who and what your MLB players are. But here was J.J. on Vinny. Well, things things fell in place with Carlos Santana playing well and then having a suitor that uh, had a need for him. So we were able to pull off that trade. 
you know, as we talked about so many times, we just wanted to get Vinny as many at-bats as we could uh, at the AAA level. Uh, we felt more and more comfortable as he continued to perform. And I think in these first, this first week or so that he's been up, I think everybody's seeing why we felt good about, you know, his promotion. It's, it's really, really good pitch selection. The eye-hand coordination is outstanding. Uh, he's hitting balls over 100 miles an hour at about 50% uh, 50% rate. That's outstanding. Uh, and I think a lot of those things just will continue to happen. What always gets interesting is how the league's going to adjust to him now. You know, we're going to start playing a team for a second time. We're going to play, play Detroit next week. So they're going to see him for a second time, see how they uh, adjust to him, and then we'll see how he adjusts to them. So, so far it's been a – a really good week. Really happy for him, and I think we got a, a presence in the middle of our order that will help us for a lot of years to come. So there you go, Vinny, with the help and more years to come, or in the, in the years to come. And I think they're they're assimilating a group now. One thing we want to see is the pitching. Like you want to see the pitching, you know, start to sound. One one guy they think could have some leadership though is Brady Singer. Like if he can put it together, that guy's fiery, man. That guy's a red ass. Like if he could perform to a certain level, that's a guy I think could have a Decent voice in the clubhouse. Doesn't he seem like that to you, Grant? Like he's got that just a fiery personality. And you're like, you know, if he could put together, you know, a really nice season or something, that's somebody they could listen to. Yeah, I mean, I think so. I, I mean, it, it does seem a little. It's good to have starting pitchers who are, are fire you up. No, I'm with you. You know, you, need, they, Verlanders. you need the whole group. Yeah, you need the whole group. Um, talk about the uh, missing piece for the Chiefs that I think needs to happen here in a few minutes. But you watching the American Century Classic on TV with Mahomes out there golfing and Kelsey? No. <laughs> no. Dude, it's hilarious, man. I can't. I They're catch having all the imp- so much fun out there. I just want to catch all the important parts on Twitter. But that, but all they, the funny parts. But it's on TV. I mean, I don't need to watch golf. There's a whole. I think I it's the 17th. It's a par three, and that's where they have the basketball goal. And I see a lot of the players, There's it's star-studded, man. Tons of celebrities out there, the best in sports or acting, whatever. And you see how the some of the players interact with the fans? Like Mahomes and Kelsey get it, man. Like Mahomes out there shooting shots, high-fiving the crowd. Travis Kelsey with the beer bong there with the fans. Like they take genuine time with the fans, man. Probably not not they- saying the rest of them don't do stuff. They go out of their way for the fans. Right, because he just want to be having fun. That's probably just what Kelsey would want to do in a normal time. It's like, yeah, it was a beer bong. But you can see how much fun that guy has. That's why the networks would be all over this guy. That's why ESPN already had him part of their their draft coverage. He's had him, excuse me, before the Super Bowl coverage. You see all this money going now to athletes, you know, in broadcasting. I mean, not that it's always been there, but now it's like ridiculously high. The people are getting paid. But you see him having fun. You're like, okay, it's cool. Do you know they paired yesterday? The first day... Of the American Century, they paired. They do threesomes. They paired um, Mahomes and Kelsey with Justin Timberlake. You know, and, they, and you know, you had Kelsey had you know, kind of dancing there with Timberlake like moves yesterday. And this is where the, they're trying to force these guys to be best friends. And I think they are. I think the relationship is starting to build. They had Josh Allen with Mahomes and Kelsey. I saw that where Mahomes caught the ball or whatever. He saved Josh Allen from getting drilled. But, you know, the, in the match, you know, it was Mahomes and Josh Allen on the same team. Josh Allen was out there laughing and whatnot with Mahomes and Kelsey. I wonder what the fans in Buffalo think about that. I think it's funny. But they're like, he's supposed to be our adversary. Mahomes is, 
is the guy that we were supposed to have in Buffalo, but we traded out of that spot. And we got our guy Josh Allen, so we're good now. Like Mahomes is always dancing in their head. And now your quarterback and our quarterback are friends. Like, it didn't bother me. Buffalo has a complex. They still think that 13 seconds is the only thing they think about when they go to sleep and wake up. We don't really care about it because the Chiefs lost to the Bengals the next week. Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't love it if I was a Bills fan, but I'm a Chiefs fan, so I really don't care because they never beat us. Like, Mahomes is a constant. never beat us. Mahomes is the constant reminder of their failure. Their failure of a football franchise, they didn't get Mahomes. And it bothered them. They used to go in that station in Buffalo all the time. We talk about this. I talk them through this. Because, yes, they got Josh Allen. That's great. But when's Josh Allen won an MVP? When's Josh Allen gone the four straight AFC title games? Josh Allen has lost to the Chiefs and Patrick Mahomes going 13 seconds on his ass the last two years. Like, they're always reminded of Mahomes. And now they get their quarterback out there, you know, high-fiving and hanging chummy, out chummy. with, with yeah. Kelsey and Mahomes. It's like they can't get away from this. <laughs> they probably like Mahomes now. I, I, Josh doubt that, buddy, I really doubt they like Mahomes. I think they do. No, there's no Josh way. Allen does, and they love Josh Allen. And now Josh Allen's out there hugging Kelsey and everything else and high-fiving Mahomes, and Mahomes is saving his ass from getting drilled yeah, by football. Yeah, but fans are irrational. They're going to go to their... Oh, you telling me fans are irrational? <laughs> when? When are fans irrational? Constantly. <laughs> Every single day. <laughs> oh, good stuff. Coming up next, Chiefs, back to them and a missing link that I think would uh, just make too much sense for them next. You're listening to Bink Sunday on your official broadcast partner of the Kansas City Chiefs, 610 Sports Radio. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or... I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. 
Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 